Welcome to this special episode of Write, Read, and Write. I am your host, Adam Preston Peril. On this episode, I will not be joined by Josiah Seth Gray, as this is a personal reflection on the future of learning and schooling. Instead, I want to challenge you students and listeners to reimagine what learning and schooling could be. We haven't perfected school, the classroom, or the lesson, and we're constantly working on it. As a teacher, I have always reminded myself that I can do better, teach differently, and assess more completely, and also give feedback with a greater impact on your development. For us to first understand where we are going, let's think about where we are and where we have been. In an article for Psychology Today titled A Brief History of Education, Dr. Peter Gray, a research professor at Boston College, summarizes the development of public education and the sentiments towards methods, facilities, and the reasoning behind education. You can see the podcast description for the link to the article. The West has had quite the development of education, from rote memorization to focusing on engagement and the facilitation of student-led learning, we have come far. From the intermittent access to education and the high barriers to the costs of schooling, all the way to education as a right and widespread public education, we have shown greater concern for our society and the future of our citizens. As public education developed, our ideas of the institution we call school has also developed. We have come far from institutions that churned out pupils with the same focuses and knowledges. We now have more courses that acknowledge and foster the interest of the student. We now focus on holistic approaches to teaching. We have come far, but we still have far to go. In today's reflection, dear students and listeners, I want us to reimagine the future of our learning environment and the academic curricula that could shift with the change in the time and place of learning and schooling. Let's begin with the structure of school and then immediately blend that with the change in academic curricula. I think the two could be extremely related. We have a building that is open from just before parents go to work to just before most parents go home. Different economically challenged and privileged areas will have different facilities, but all have the same structures of classroom and offices. Times may vary, but the idea of students being at school while their parents are at work is widespread and international. Classrooms usually have a sitting area. They'll have desks or chairs, hopefully, and a focal point that ranges from a chalkboard to a smart projector. The teacher usually directs and orchestrates the movement around the lesson around the room, and given the economic level of school, a variety of visual aids help the teacher and the student along their tasks. Sounds may play for listening tasks, video may stream for more entertaining assignments, but generally this is the class that we know and we practice. It is enclosed, managed, and organized at the best of times. And then there is the office a place where teachers grade, collaborate, lesson plan, and respond to endless administrative tasks. This is usually smaller than preferred. It's enclosed and unorganized even at the best of times. Now let's reimagine these areas to the benefit of curiosity, instruction, and a growing community of learning. Imagine an environment where you have two teachers of different specialities building your understanding of a subject. Imagine your maths and physics teacher collaborating with a group of curious learners on how to apply their knowledge to a lesson. Could a student who understood 
then find their social studies teacher hanging out with the biology teacher to discuss how famine impacts nutrition and how the lack of nutrition impacts the ability of the body of children to grow? Could disciplines be mixed and student interests be fluid? In an open environment where the classroom, auditorium, office, lab, and cafeteria are all the same place, could you, the student, find a way to nurture your curiosity? Would you explore? If this structure of open learning and available teachers were realized, how would a curriculum changed? As an English teacher, I'd probably be hounded by students who need help preparing to write a report or a lab write-up or a poem about amoebas. I can imagine working with the chemistry teacher to ensure that students could articulate their understanding of valence electrons. I'm sure my curriculum would be heavily focused on all the other subjects, and the skills my students learn would be dependent on their growth as a learner. I imagine that the goalposts for learning would be a challenge. I imagine that standardized assessments at standardized times would be almost impossible. But if, what if we assessed when the student felt ready, instead of when we wanted to dictate that they should be tested? When the student had explored enough to move on, if a learner could get through a chemistry assessment and demonstrate competence or achievement, why not allow them to further their exploration into other subjects? Now, this is my imagining of a future of learning and of schooling. I imagine a school of exploring curiosities and assessing as the confidence of the student matches their competence. We have come a long way from monks holding the key to education in cloisters and monasteries. We've come a long way from learning in factory-like conditions without individuality or engagement. We have so much farther to go, and it is exciting to think of the future of learning and schooling.